Amen. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your presence here. We thank you, Father, that your presence is continuously here, Lord. And that as we read your word, as we listen, Lord, as we engage with you, Lord, through this, that you would speak to our hearts. I speak to every ear, be open now in the name of Jesus. Every eye, be open to see God, ear to hear God. Mind, be able to perceive the very thoughts of God that are towards you. The thoughts of God, listen to this, guys. The thoughts of God towards you are more than the sand on the seashore. And them thoughts are thoughts of love, acceptance, peace and joy. And we just receive some of them right now, Lord. That you would break this bread open called your word, Lord, and feed us, change us, encourage us, O oh God. Cells on fire. Amen. Amen. So we're, we're going to start looking over the next world. We're going to look through Psalms, actually. And I'm on Psalm 1. And um, so we're going to walk through the Psalms and see what, what God has to say to us as a, as, a, as a church. And so the different preachers, they'll be sent out to Rota and they'll be coming up preaching and delivering what God is putting their heart through, reading the Psalms. So I encourage you over these next days, over these next, there's 150 Psalms. And I encourage you to read the Psalms. Read, read one a day and just say, God, this is what I do. How does a preacher preach? The preacher looks and goes, Lord, and what do you want from me? What do you want to speak? What bread do you want to break open for people? So um, that's what you can do at home. But this is Psalm 1. In fact, if you look at the Psalms can be broken up into five sections, can you believe? And it's, it's, they're based on or correlate or line up with the first five books of the Bible. And um, so, so this, this next few would be lined up in some ways with um, the, the book of Genesis and uh, what God was saying there. And as you read the Psalms with, with the five books in mind, you will, you will see, wow, that's, go, that's back in the book of beginnings. Because if you want to know most things about God, look in the book of beginnings, because it's there. And it's, um, you go back and you read something in the New Testament, you go back to the book of beginnings, and you go, wow, that's in Genesis. Or he says something or relates to that in Genesis. And um, so here's what it says. Blessed is the man who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way with stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers. But whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree. Do you remember where the tree was? The book of beginnings. Planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever they do prosper, not so the wicked. They are like shafts that the wind blows away. Therefore the wicked will not stand in the judgment. You know what seat that's talking about. Remember the seat about the rewards? Nor sinners in the assemblies of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. And I just want that, there's the next passage up, and I want to just show us that this is pretty simple, that, that the, 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 the psalm is broken up into two sections. There's the, the ones, there's the, the one section, it talks about the righteous, those who know God, walk with God, and those about the wicked. And what our means are, and our way of life is, and what, where we, what happens in our life. But listen to the very beginning. I don't want to be in the one of the wicked, the sinner and the mocker. Do you see those three word circles up there? That like, the, he says, don't, don't, don't stand, when I get it right. 
It says, don't walk in step. And in other translations, don't take counsel of the wicked. Don't stand with sinners. Or don't sit in the company of mockers. He's saying, don't let these type of people be your influence in life. Don't sit with them, stand with them, walk with them, so that their life overtakes the way you think and who you are. He says, but this is what you want to be doing. You want to be someone whose delight is in the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Meaning, meditate on who God is, what he wants for your life. You know, he says, that person, you will be like a tree planted by streams of water, yielding fruit in all the seasons, whose leaf does not wither, and whatever you do, prosper. I want to be in that bracket. I don't want to be in the other bracket. Not so the wicked. They're like shaft. The wind blows. And they're gone. There's no stability. There's no security. There's no substance in their life. There's no anchoring in their life. That It says that when the wind comes, they're blown. They've nothing to be able to, to anchor themselves or center themselves into someone who is bigger than them. I don't want to be in that bracket. There's two brackets. It's nearly the haves and the have-nots. Those who are blessed, it says, blessed is the man. Blessed is the man. Listen to, he says, you want to know what it is when you, when you meditate on God, sit with God, walk with God, talk with God. He says, you are blessed. What does that word mean? Listen to some what it means. It, mean, it means happy. Hello, is this world not looking for happiness? Happy is the man. Favored is the man. This man, this woman, that encompass both are recipients of heaven's benefits. That the storeroom of heaven, the bounty of heaven itself, is opened upon this man who, who talks and walks with the Lord. Peace belongs to this person. Who's looking for peace? Peace belongs to this person who walks with God. Listen to what Strong's according, um, it breaks down the Hebrew words. Listen to what it means. That this shalom means peace, completeness. The happy is the man the man or woman who walks with God is full of shalom, completeness, wholeness, health, peace, welfare, safety, soundness, tranquility, prosperity, perfectionness, fullness, rest, harmony, the absence of agitation or discord. Hello, he says, that's the man. That's the person who walks and meditates with God, who loves God, who, who looks to him. But the wicked, they're like shafts. Happy is the man or the woman or the one who delights in God because you will have intimacy with God. You will be co-workers with God. You will be hearers of God's voice, seers of the things of God, knowers of God, knowers of God's good, pleasing and perfect will. This is the man that delights in God. This is the woman that delights himself in God. Not so the wicked. Not so the sinners, not so the mockers. He puts these three into places. They have a different thing going on. I don't like the word wicked, do you? You know, years ago, it used, used to be cool to say wicked, wasn't it? That was wicked or something. <laughs> I can't do it, I'm not that cool. <laughs> wicked pair of shoes or... But like, who wants to be in the category of wicked? But... The Bible and this word doesn't put it in the way might like she's a wicked witch. Not looking at anybody's. <laughs> oh, that was a wicked thing to do to somebody. Like it's just evil in, 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 the, in the thinking, isn't it? When we say wicked. But the, listen to the word in Hebrew. It says the word is rasha. 
R A, not Russia, R A S H A. Its root idea is, is, is to be loose or unstable. Uh oh. No, that puts this into a different bracket according to God's word. It's not wicked way we, we have it termed in the world, but the word of God, when he uses this word, it's, it's like the idea is to be loose or unstable. The word carries two ideas. The first meaning to be loose with morals. The second meaning to, means to be loose with God. So he's talking about the people that are loose with, 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 with the morals, the way we live our lives. And we live our lives according to our own desires when we're loose with God. That we go, I'll just do what's right in my own eyes. Having, letting God have no bearing on your life or my life. He puts that in the category. And he says this, don't sit with those people and allow them have influence over your life. Those who are loose with their lives and loose with, with God. He says, do not sit with them. Do not walk with them. Do not be taking counsel from them. Because they will influence your life. And if you notice in, in, in this, in this word, does it trans, does it, does like a progression? Listen, it says, look, don't walk, like he says, blessed is the one who does not walk or stand or sit. Do you ever get when you're walking with someone at the, in the end you want to get away from? You're walking first. How's it going? Then you're standing, talking before you know you're sitting. You're in their world. They have a hold of you. You're thinking now is negative. I see, you see it all the time. You see somebody that they're walking along the street. How is it going? See my husband. He's an awful fella. So is mine. Yeah, and then you stand at the corner. Then before you know, you're sitting down, killing your own husband, killing yourself because you're one. You see it in church life all the time. Someone gets offended. And who do they find? They're walking along the road. See that old fella? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, you're dead right. An awful fella. Where are you going? I'm just going to stand here and talk. Do you want to get a coffee? Before you know you're sitting with the mockers. You're thinking like people that doesn't get blessed. Is not happy. Because I don't know about you. Talking about someone has never brought happiness to my life. Mocking to someone else's life has never brought me peace, completeness, wholeness, prosperity, health. Never. I don't want to be put in the bracket of the wicked according to God. I want to be someone who is walking with Him. You don't want to take counsel from people who, have, who are loose with God. I'm 30 years a Christian next month. This month, 22nd of March, 1989. National Stadium, 940. Jesus come into my life. I was 22 years of age. I was dead. I was existing. I said, Jesus, I didn't know. was never a church person. Never knew anything about God. But I said, Jesus, come into my life. He came into my life and I started to live. I went from existing to living. Being alive to the day. Being alive to the morning. That's 30 years ago. 30 years, 33 and all. But I'm telling you, there's people that I came to the Lord with that I have to stop taking their counsel. I'm not talking about people that are out there now. I'm talking about people that I've walked with as Christians. I says, you will not influence my life any longer. Why? Because you're loose with God. I want people who are tight with God. I want people who will say, you know what, no, God spoke to me this morning. You used to kick up the rump, get in on your knees and holy. I don't want someone who's like, just do what you want. Just live your own way. 
Just, just, just walk with those who have no regard for God, no regard for what He has to say. I don't want them in my life. Not that I don't love them. I don't want them influencing me. I don't want them influencing my wife. I don't want them influencing my children. I don't want them influencing the church. Let them have their own way. Let them just live according to what they want because they're not the ones that are going to be happy. These are the ones that want God on their basis. Like God is some, some chauffeur. I love you, God, but will you be me getting out of jail card? Oh, God, will you help me? Oh, God, will you give me? Oh, God, will you provide for me? Oh, God, will you do this for me? There's a key in itself. Me, 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 me. I'm loose with God, but when God doesn't come up with the trump card for you according to your will, you start walking with someone else who's disgruntled with God. Get away from them. Get someone who's tight. Get someone who's been with God and say, look, I'm in trouble here. I'm a, I'm, unbelievers coming in. Will you pray for me? Don't find someone else. Birds of a feather flock together. What I say is bring the shark on to the birds of feathers. and <laughs> I don't mean kill them. I mean frighten them. Those who are loose with God, do you want God on a Monday and yet on some Monday, or do you want God on a Sunday, but um, they live, walk, and talk and act like the devil on Monday? You know them. Do you want to rebuke Satan on Sunday and sleep with him on Monday? The Bible says, don't sit with them, don't allow them to influence you. People want to have victory in their life, and, and, and you won't even step up to the battle line of their past to face it. Don't let them influence you. Men want to marry a Ruth or an Esther and be sleeping with a Jezebel. Don't let them influence you. That's what he's saying. Don't give them a say in your life. They want to preach God's word and they haven't got a good word to say about anybody else. Get away from them. I'm telling you as a pastor, get away from them. Don't let them influence you. I'm not saying don't love them. I'm not saying blank them, ostracize them. I'm not saying that. You don't have a say in my life. I had to speak to six men that I came to the Lord with. He says, no more. No more. I can't listen. Is that right, John Hyland? They ridiculed me to whatever. I says, no. He says, well, who do you think you are? I says, look, this is my heart. This is what I want to do. Can I wash your feet? I'm not here to fight. I'm, not, I'm just saying, you're, you're, you don't say that. You don't have to say in my life anymore. I love you. I've walked with them as brothers, but they were no more my influencers. And you know how many times I've had to do that over 30 years? About 30 times. It's not a one-off because... The lightning in him means more to me than the lightning in man. And Psalm 1 is saying that, that you can have a blessed life. Walk with those. Don't go for wisdom from people that don't are loose with God. What can they give you? Human thinking? If human thinking could get us anywhere, we, we, we wouldn't be here. You're only here because you know all that doesn't work. I didn't come to Jesus like, oh, happy days, I have it all together. Oh, I gave to him because I was broke and had none together. The secrets of my heart that no one knew that was crippling me in the night time in bed. And someone says, Mick Finley, Finno Finley, 161 Dalvin House. Oh, Jesus loves you. He has a plan for your life. Mick, what will I do? I wasn't going to old friends looking for advice about God. What would they know? They're only led by their own desires. Loose morals, loose living with God. And some of us have to stand. And, and, and listen to some of it. Listen. Mockers. Sinners. The other one that I can't think of right now. Don't let them influence you. Don't let this world influence you. 
The word of God is your influence. Do you see our government over the years sign up to this? Sell babies down the line. Sell marriage down the line. Just sell it off. Sign up for it. And I kid you not, Christians signed up for this stuff. And you want to watch who you're standing with because you could be standing with this world and again standing against God. Then you have to know his word. You have to know, what are you saying on these issues, Lord? What's your heart? What's your moral standpoint on this? What's your viewpoint? We go and hear some CTD or some, some heathen doctor on the television and we let them influence us. Hello, get into your word. Because if not, you won't stand in the end. If they can get us to do that, they'll get us to do anything. You say, look at my compass, my compass that points to God. It says, I cannot walk that walk. I cannot sit with you. I cannot be in agreement with your counsel. I'm going to the word of God. I'm going to the godly. I'm going to those who are tight with God. And it's end of. Yet you will be ridiculed. I'm telling you up front, Jesus said you're going to be like lambs going to a slaughter. If you don't believe me, just put on Facebook today and, and all your friends say, I love Jesus. Walk into work tomorrow and say, I prayed for you today and you will see how much they love God. This world hates God like we did. We were enemies of God. Don't let them influence you, but some of us have to say goodbye to that. Some of us have to jump camps today. Some of us have to go, I'm not standing, sitting, walking with that. Mockers, sinners, like people that are loose, Lord, in their living with God. I'm not, I'm not going to do it. Try, if they're Christian, try encouraging them to get on their knees with God. But don't take your influence from them. I kid you not, there's godly men and women there. There is good men, ladies. There is good women. They're right, men. But if they don't love Jesus, look for another. I'm telling you, put Matthew, Mark, Luke and John in front of them and if they don't care, if they, if they, if they, if they, if they go near you with them. I'm kidding you, no, I tell you how straight. I've seen people come to this church and run off for their women. Because their only intention was to get them into bed. Don't sit with them. Don't hang out with them. Don't give in to their, their lusts. Put Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, again he gets over them to be exhausted. What's that song? I'm walking in Memphis. I'm walking with my feet, three feet off the bill. Do you remember? She said, sir, I'm a Christian. He goes, ma'am, I'm one tonight as well. Do you know that part of the song? Yeah. Come back to me after you fasted and prayed for 40 days, mister. I'm not joking. It's in the church, mockers. We have to go, no, I'm not hanging out with them. I'm hanging out with the godly. Even if they call them prudes, even if they call them, they're very spiritual or they're a bit wacky, I'd rather with the wacky than be with them. Because blessed is not on them. And Elijah, do you remember? This is what some of us have to do today. Elijah, he's the man of God, do you remember? A prophet God. Could hear God, see God, call fire down from God. Do you know why he was tight? He gets up to the hill of Carmel and he goes... He goes, uh, Lord, remember all the, the other priests were putting all the fire up and cutting themselves with stones, calling on their God? He steps up and he goes, read yourself. Lord, do what you told me you were going to do. <laughs> he was tight with God. He sat with God, walked with God. Stood with God. Fire came. 
He was a man of God. Everyone knew he was translated. God took him from one place to another place. Like, I don't know, true quantum leaps or something. I don't know. But he was one place and then he was in another place. And I'm like, that, I'm looking for that. I've asked God as I'm going to go away through the day. The funeral gets in the car. Lord, translate me. Transport me home. I'm, I'm telling you, if it happens in the Bible, it can happen. No petrol, no toll bridges, nothing. Just boom. I've travelled this country for years, preaching up and down this country. My kids will tell you, my wife will tell you, me little Fiat Uno up the Sligo, <laughs> coming back home on my own. Lord, will you translate me home? I used to close my eyes and say, Lord, when I open it, I'm in Balliar. <laughs> Didn't work. I said to him one time, Lord, if you, if you do what I won't tell anybody, I could hear heaven saying, yeah, right. <laughs> I'll tell everybody. I'll have a t-shirt, boom, I was gone. Elijah. Then there was another man, Elisha. He was going to follow Elijah in the footsteps. That's who you want to follow. One who's tight with God. And he walks by the field. It's in them. It's in Kings, 1 Kings 19. It says this. Elijah left, Elijah left there and found Elisha. As he was plowing the field. Twelve teams of oxen were in front of Elisha. And he was with the twelve team. Elijah walked by him, threw his mantle, meaning his cloak, on him. Elisha left the oxen, ran to follow Elijah and said, Please let me go and kiss my father and mother, then I'll follow you. Go on back, he replied, for what, for what I've done for you. So he turned back from following him, took the team of oxen, slaughtered them, while the oxen yoke and plow he cooked, he burnt them and cooked meat on it, and he left to follow Elijah and served him. He left. Listen, the field was being left to him. The plowing was being left to him. The auction was being left to him. That was his history. But his destiny was walking past him. And it was in the form of Elijah. And he's left. Do I stay in this camp which is familiar? Or do I follow my destiny? Do I look what was behind? Or do I look forward to what's in the distance? And those who walk with the, with the righteous and those who are tied to God, what are they going to be calling you to? Your destiny. Destiny, you know, your destiny's child, that you've a destiny, that God has called you the child of destiny. And Elisha was left with, what will I do? Will I stay with my own life? Or will I, will I, will I burden those things? And he set up an altar with the, with the, with the plow stuff, and then he got the oxen and he slaughtered them, he gave them as an offering unto God. Some of us have to unyoke ourselves today with the old. We have to kiss some things good boy to take a hold of what he has in their future. We have to say, bye bye mama, bye bye dada, bye bye history. Not that you're going to leave your mommy and daddy or anything like that. But the things of your history can hold you from the things of your future. You can't embrace your past and try to take a hold of the future. It's impossible. You have to stand in one of the camps. You have to. You have to to get what God has. He burnt his bridges. So how do we get to this blessed place? It's the opposite. Listen to the invitation of God. It's the opposite of what we read up there. It's the opposite of, so in this it goes, you walk with the wicked. Wiki, you stand with the sinner. And you sit with the mockers. So it's walk, stand, sit. Here's how you get the things of God. You sit you stand, you walk. So with the wicked, you walk, you're in it, you're yoked. 
Before you know it, you're standing with what they believe, what their thinking is. Lustful thinking, like selfish thinking. Before you know it, you're sitting in it, like the, like the son in the, in the prodigal son story. Sitting in it. How do I get over when I'm sitting in it? God is the opposite. Sit with God. Sit with him with intimacy. The invitation of, to sit with him is for fellowship. And to meditate on him, delight in him, talk to him, rejoice in him, sing to him, take orders from him, know him, worship him, sing to him, adore him, wait on him, obey him, have intimacy with him. Sitting with him is an invitation to kill off every religious inclination in us. So we have to stop treating him like some old religion because God is not a religion. He, he's a savior, he's a father, he's holy, he's mighty, he loves you, he's for you and he wants to sit with you. Everything that we have in God is because we're sitting with him. We're sitting with him. It's not striving, running. It's not striving, trying to walk together. No, in this kingdom, you sit. The sitters get him. The, listen, the sitters. What are we doing with our relationship? Are we treating them with some religion? All right, do this, this, and this. There's God's stuff done. Or are we sitting with him? What do you do when you sit with him now? Honestly, most times I'm telling my love most times I just say, Lord, here's my heart. Here's my life. I gave my life to Jesus 30 years ago. But I give him it every day. Jesus, this is you. This is yours. Because every day you give it to him. I've given the life, my life to the Lord about 30, 300,000 times. Because you know why? I'm quick to take it back. I'm quick to walk with people that are like-minded. I'm quick to stand with others. I'm quick to sit in the pigsty. So I'm like, no, Lord, this is your life. This is my, your will be done. Your perfect good and pleasing will. I'm giving it to you, Lord. Use me today, Lord. What do you want to say to me today? Will you show me something today, Lord? Will you let me hear you today? Will you let me love someone today, Lord? Is there anything in me, Lord, that needs to be out of me? Get it out of me, Lord. Have I got forgiveness, Jesus? Will you get it out of me? Where do I get that? I sit with him. And if we, if, we, if we start walking before we sit, we won't deal with the stuff. <laughs> because we're too busy walking for them instead of sitting with them. But out of sitting, you walk. Out of sitting, you stand. Out of sitting, you know what God stands for. You know what your life stands for. You know what the Word says because you've sat with the Word. You've sat in the Word. And all of a sudden, God says, now I'm going to take you from a sitting to a walking. But every time you do a walk or a stand, you go back to sit. Sit is an everyday occurrence. It's an every moment occurrence. We're seated with Him. Seated in Him in heavenly places. So it's not something we leave behind and go and do our day. We're always running. That's how you get tight with Jesus. You know what I do? I'm going to let you in on some secrets. And listen, as Paul says before the man, I'm the chief sinner amongst us. So I'm not telling you I'm some holy person. I'm just telling you I've learned to sin, to ask for forgiveness, to get up, to walk with him again. What do you do now? I say, Jesus, are you with me? Yeah, I'm going to stand and I'm going to walk. And I fall, I'll come back to sitting. Oh, because like, it's easier to, when you fall to sit. It's harder to stand and to walk again. So you sit again. Oh, Jesus, I'm Jesus, forgive me. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, banish that stuff around me. And uh, so this is what I do. I just go up to my room. This is really lately, but I've done it forever. I have a guitar at home in my bedroom. But, uh, but I don't know how to play. <laughs> so I just sit there on my bed with a guitar that I don't know how to play. And I'm singing songs to Jesus. And outside the door, it's like... <laughs> 
Por isso te adores. How great thou art. How great thou art. Eu sou de dar. Yeah! Holy, there is no one like you. There is none be. Eu disse, just that. Lord, what's your word saying? I want to read Psalm 1 today. Would you speak to me through Psalm 1, Lord? Would you give me instructions to stand so that I can walk with you, talk with you, do the work of God. Walking with God is moving with Him, partnering with Him, um, serving those He loves, walking in the Holy Spirit, praying in the Spirit, walking where He tells you to walk, going where He tells you to go, telling who He tells you to tell, saying what He wants you to say, declaring that what He tells you to say, walking with God, talking with God, standing with God, sitting with God, is how we live out of the place of happiness and, fru and fruitfulness. Anything outside of that is a striving, it's a walk, it's heavy. Christianity I, that killed me that type of Christianity will kill you sitting look at this word I learned two weeks of Christian if you sit on that seat and never done another thing for Jesus he couldn't love you any more or any less than he loves you now. that's liberating and out of that I could stand and out of that I could walk we're going to have communion we're going to kiss some things goodbye We're going to say bye bye. We're going to. Can you imagine Elisha walking away from the old life with the smell of smoke off him because he set it on fire? Walking into the new life. Walking away from that to gain that. Letting go of this to get the best. That's what God wants. Just for a moment before God. Just, just you, you talk to God. You just sit with Him for a few moments. Holy Spirit, will you speak to us? God, we want your blessed. So we reject everything that's destructive for gaining. Blessed is the man. Blessed is the woman who walks with God who stands with God, who sits with God. I'm going to let go right now, Lord. I'm making a decision like Elisha had to. I'm kissing that sucker, good boy. I'm kissing that yoke, good boy. I'm kissing that drugs, good boy. I'm kissing bad relations. I'm kissing unforgiveness. I'm kissing doubt, good boy. I'm kissing that fear, good boy. I'm kissing that thing, good boy. I'm making a decision. I'm going to set that on fire, Lord God. I'm going to walk away. I'm going to walk with you. I'm going to talk with you. I'm going to sit with you. I'm going to stand with you. That's my decision today. I'm going to go on my own tomorrow. Hey, Easter is coming up. Can I give you homework? Take time out every day. Get your tin whistle out or your banjo guitar or your CD your iPhone, plug her in and just sit and worship him tell him you're there he knows you're there, but talk to him Jesus I'm here for you but don't, don't pray for anything don't pray for granny mammy, jobs, nothing just say Jesus I want you if you do that consistently 
of the Easter, I'm telling you, you will be the you won't be the same person. I'm telling you, you will not be the same person. Because he will come and he will encounter you and you will know. And he will absolutely wreck your heart with his love. He will absolutely just do something in the deepest place of who you are with his love that like you just won't be able to keep quiet. If you try to keep your mouth closed, it'll come out of your eyes because people will say, hey, what's different about your eyes? What's different about your walk? 